2: The Fall Guy, only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I'm Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. And the decision breakdowns continue. A busy uh, Monday for Ohio State uh, NFL Draft deadline day. And probably uh, the biggest surprise of that day was Tommy Togi. I uh, think many people inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center were expecting uh, that the big Ball, you know, wrecking ball, defensive tackle would come back for one more year. Uh, but he posted his decision late on Monday night. He'll be heading into the NFL draft. And uh, there's really no underselling that one. This is one of the most important pieces on that Ohio State defense. Uh, you saw what the impact was when he wasn't in the national title game. And now, Ohio State, they will have a little bit longer to, pl- to prepare uh, to replace Tommy Togiai up front heading into next season. But uh, what he does physically, the way he improved technically, his size, his speed is also rare. Um, he's going to be very difficult to replace Berm. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I mean, I guess I was sort of just in the back
1: of my mind thought that Tommy being the type of guy, he is so quiet and just understated that I was just thinking he was just going to return without making any sort of announcement because it just didn't seem like somebody that would go out of his way to, to post something about coming back to school. And uh, when it uh, got to be eight o'clock on Monday night, you think, okay, the Buckeyes are in the clear there. Um, but no, I mean, it's clearly a difficult decision. It took him a while to reach it, but, um, the opportunity to go play in the NFL is, 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 a, is what you work for. Um, you know, Austin, you and I both, uh, in Miami were under the impression from talking to people that this decision was already sort of made a week ago that he was going to stick around. So, uh, I'm curious to see if we can get some insight into exactly what changed in the last week, but clearly the, the draft grade that he received from the NFL, uh, was a lot better than I think people were maybe expecting it to be.
2: Yeah, that would that would almost have to be the situation in my mind because, uh, and we still haven't heard it at, at this point when we're talking about uh, defensive tackle position, uh, if Haskell Garrett will make a decision. Now, he doesn't have to until March 1st as a returning senior. They're on a different deadline than underclassmen. Uh, but you could, you know, both of those guys were expected when we were down in South Florida to come back for the Buckeyes next year. And that gives you the makings of one of the best defensive lines in the country. But it also shouldn't maybe come as a huge surprise that someone with his reputation for strength with Mickey Roddy, always just cutting him off on the 225 bench press throughout his career at Ohio State and, you know, the showing up on campus and being instantly hailed as the strongest. The scouts, NFL scouts and teams have known about that for a long time. So even though they only got, what, seven games of tape of him had four and a half tackles for loss. He had you know, that huge three sack game earlier in the year, a forced fumble. Uh, they they probably saw enough based on what that reputation was to say, hey, maybe this guy does have a second round grade and it's time for him to go.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the, the best answer is that a second round grade was what he came up with because – like Berm said, we thought he was coming back. Like you said, we just thought it was kind of a foregone conclusion he was going to come back. And now to see him leave, you wonder what the scouts said because he has every tool that you could possibly want in a dominant defensive tackle in the NFL. I think he'll probably be a better pro than he was a college player just because the way the NFL likes to run the ball at the guard, you know, 11 times a game or it seems like, you know, they run the ball in between the tackles a lot more than, than college does. I think he's the perfect pro defensive tackle. So I think he will have a better pro career than he had college career but I still wanted to see him for one more season at Ohio state, just to see what kind of wrecking ball he could be for another year. If he got another, another year in that weight room with Mickey Marathi, I think it was, uh, you know, foregone conclusion. He was the strongest guy in the building. And so to have another year would have been nice, but you know, you can understand if he got a, a high draft grade,
2: why he would want to leave. Yeah. You can only imagine what maybe he could have become with uh, you know, a normal year, this, his junior season where he was so dominant there that we keep, Saying it, he didn't really get as much national acclaim as he deserved. Clearly, the NFL scouts uh, were were paying attention and know what he can bring. But you know, didn't have the benefit of going through a spring. We've talked about that over and over and over throughout this year. It was a, a weird year for development. You know, after getting those reps and playing as a as a starter, then getting to go maybe into another year. And and if Haskell Garrett was next to him, you know, Tyreek Smith, who, who announced on Monday night that he was going to return. All the pieces were there. It'd just be a truly scary group. And now, Berm, you look at it. Obviously, Larry Johnson. You as if he leads the unit, you can pretty much bank on the fact that it's going to be productive. But this is uh, like, we, like the way we were talking about. So yeah, this is a big loss, and you wonder how exactly the Buckeyes will address it.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, experience depth that knows tackle for Ohio State, and that's something that. It was probably a result of this last season going the way it did. But you do have talented guys there that you've been waiting to see. Teron Vincent, obviously, is the, the guy that is most likely to step into that starting role and be counted on um, You know, if Haskell Garrett returns to really be the, the counter to to Haskell uh, there at, at defensive tackle. But then you have to worry and wonder about guys like Jaden McKenzie, whether or not he can step up. You have Ty Hamilton, uh, Devon Hamilton's younger brother. And then you have a couple incoming freshmen, Tyleek Williams, who's more of a one tech uh, to fit that, um, you know, spot where Togi has been at almost 315 pounds, six foot three. Michael Hall is one of my favorite players in the class of 2021. I think he's going to be a guy that can really step in and make some hay uh, for Ohio State early coming from Streetsboro. And, you know, you don't ever want to lose anyone early, but then you have this unique opportunity and maybe too much recruiting talk here for people out there, but, um, the number one ranked player in the country in the class of 2021 is a defensive tackle named JT Tumalau from Washington. Uh, he has not made a decision yet. He's down to, from what I understand, really Ohio State and Alabama. And when you start to look at the opportunity to come in and play right away, maybe that little boost and saying, hey, we have a, a very wide open spot here and a very unproven uh, defensive tackles and nose tackles. This is an opportunity for you to come in and be the guy. JT is the type of player that's going to play early, no matter where he goes. But any sort of uh, additional uh, ammunition you have in that recruiting gun uh, is not a bad thing for Ohio State at this point.
2: What I think is interesting about that conversation, Berm, is that I, I know you've I've followed everything that you've written and every, what everybody else is saying about this guy. I also just can't get out the old you know coaching cliche from my head that the closer you are to the football, the longer it's going to take for you to, to get out there and actually contribute and compete, not saying that that guy can or cannot, because you're talking about we've described him as a generational talent. You know, we, we once talked about Tommy Togiai doing that as a freshman, and it took him, you know, two full years before he was really able to become that starter. Not saying that's the case there, or, or even with, you know, Hall or any of these other guys that Jaden McKenzie that have taken time to develop, but Ohio State's situation now is that they really won't be able to afford to wait. Those guys are probably going to have to play, especially if that, you know, if we're wrong about what we've read about, you know, the situation, we were wrong on Togi I from what we thought. And if we're wrong about Haskell Garrett returning as well, that's, that's a pretty tough situation.
0: It's a, it's a tough hole to climb out of. I agree. And the first thought that I have is the rushman package that they deploy on third downs is going to be scary. And you have no clue what you're going to get on first and second down, because you right now that that middle of that defense is just wide open with the impending decision of Haskell Garrett. You don't know, exactly what's going through his mind now that Tommy Togiai has left maybe that does change his his thinking a little bit as he uh, you know weighs his options as he makes the decision before what March 1st I think so the middle of that defense is is going to be one of the storylines of the the offseason when we thought it was going to be one of the strengths now it's going to be one of the storylines we look to who's going to replace those guys and uh, I think it just adds another layer of intrigue to this offseason that really didn't need it but now we've got more. But that was the question mark
1: all this past offseason, right? I mean, who's going to take over in the middle? Who, who's going to step up and be the de- middle of the defensive line for Ohio State? And what they did with Tommy Togiai and Haskell Garrett was just maybe the best one-two punch we've seen in the last 10 years uh, out of those two spots. So, you know, there are other guys. I think Cormonte Hamilton, uh, the former tight end, you know, what he signed at Ohio State, he stepped in and made some some plays when he got an opportunity. He's more of that quicker, um, you know, one, first step type of guy like Togi I has been. And I think that he's a guy that's worth watching as well. So there there's no shortage of talent for Larry Johnson and the way that he coaches. And this is, I think, maybe the biggest challenge that he's going to face here, because normally with Larry Johnson, what we see is those guys develop in their third and fourth year. Someone is going to have to step up that hasn't had a lot of ramp-up time, however, to, to really make an impact for Ohio State next year.
2: you think Teron Vinson can do that, Brown? I think he
1: can. I think with the big, with biggest thing with Teron Vinson has been just staying healthy, and that was clearly um, what kept him off the field last year and this year. He had very limited reps. You, you'd imagine that seeing the opportunity in front of him, seeing what Togi I, and Haskell Garrett were able to do when they really bought all the way in and were able to get healthy. Um, maybe you'll see a, a a change in preparation and not that he's done anything wrong to get hurt, but you know, it, it does take a certain al- amount of, of I'm going to do this every day, every day, every day. Um, Teron has the ability to do that. He was the number one ranked player in the country at his position coming out of high school in 2018. So, you know, he's got the, the physical upside to do it. He just needs to be healthy.
2: It's kind of wild how this, this Monday draft deadline for Ohio state worked out with the the ups and downs. And, and even just looking at the defensive line group, I mean, yeah, Tyreek Smith has been the one who's been talked about since the moment he signed, he'd be three years and gone. Uh, If you thought we'd been getting to this point projected forward you'd think Tommy Togia would be four years and and, uh, maybe even five, depending on the situation. Uh, And then he's gone now and Ohio state got Tyreek Smith back, you know, for one more year. And he's another one like Teron Vincent, who's, dealt with injuries of course but just just a strange kind of roller coaster day for Ohio State where one hour they're riding high uh, you know Chris Olave is coming back and then somebody else decides to leave and and you know I think Togi and Tyreek Smith put out their announcements within maybe a minute or two of each other and just your head is kind of spinning from what all this means for Ohio State.
0: Yeah it just you try to plan out the roster and, and figure out who's going to be there, what's going to be going on because it's January and we're already trying to plot what's going to go on in September, which is weird in its own right. But you try to figure out, you know, Oh, Chris Olave is back. This is what it's going to mean. Oh, but what are they going to do a defensive tackle if this guy does this? It's a, now it's all starting to come together. It's the dust is finally starting to settle. I feel. And, you know, you, you can finally get a little bit of a clear picture moving forward of what the Buckeyes are going to have to work with because now they can see, okay, we need a transfer Maybe in this section, we need to work at recruiting in this part. I just think this day kind of shapes the roster unlike many days. And, and we talk about signing day as this huge day of the future, but these NFL draft decision days are becoming just as important because you usually have nine, 10 guys making decisions on what they're going to do. Right. And we still have no idea if they're going to play spring football. So who knows? I mean, <laughs> it, it just seems like there, there's all these
1: balls in the air and you just hope that uh at some point, I, I think my biggest concern for Ohio State, like in total, is that coaches are just going to throw up their hands in the air and say, I don't, uh, we're, we're done trying to play this game because it's just one thing after another. Like, I don't even know how these guys are still on vacation and they're probably just like, what in the world are we going to do? Because uh, all these conversations, like, like I said, I mean, this changed from a week ago and you just don't know what happens a week from now. Uh, and I, I guess that's the nature of college sports uh, in 2021. But it is certainly a wild ride.
2: It certainly kept us busy at Letterman Row and given us plenty to talk about uh, during a very busy stretch. Uh, no vacation yet for us coming a week after that title game. A lot more coverage coming as, as all these uh, decisions arrive for Ohio, Ohio State. We'll break them down throughout the week ahead. The guys that we've got to already, you can find those uh, right here on our Letterman Row YouTube channel and full coverage at lettermanrow.com. He's Berm. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next time.